All right, welcome back to the Pulse of Season podcast. My name is Stephen Michael. If this is your first time, welcome. We're in the middle of season one. The 11 people inspire me. And if you're returning, thank you back for returning. We're finally closing up season one. Let's provide a quick update on myself. As you may or may not know, I am transitioning from undergrad into the world of the world. It's been quite a the experience. I relocated, finished up degree, starting a career, and also focusing on my business season media. So in terms of this podcast, I am pretty much returning full-time. I will be most likely dropping an episode once a week or every two weeks starting in January. And a goal of mine is to finish season one. And season one is, like I said before, is the little people who inspired me. And today we will have something where it's a situation where you grow up and you know a person, you have a high standard of them, but you might not really know who they are, their story, and really what makes their season go so overall i have kayla chase she's the author of the outcry for teenage girl the unmasking experience she's also the founder visionary of daughters of compassion and of course she's born and raised in the church she's a servant of god and she's really doing some big amazing things out here i connected to her on a deeper level through her through my business season media we've been working together and of course, when you work with somebody, especially on a creative level, you get to know so much more. And just working with Kayla these past few months, I've really, again, confirmed that she inspires me. So I want to bring her on the podcast, talk about her book, talk about her unbreaking in the church, and also talk about just as a young entrepreneur and creative, what really inspires her and what her goals are for the near future. So welcome to the Pulse Season Podcast. This is Stephen Michael. And the next voices you'll be hearing will be my voice and also my guest, Kayla Chase. All right, welcome back to the Pulse Season Podcast. This is Stephen Michael. Very excited to be back on the podcast. And we're going to be a little bit churchy today. But in all seriousness, we have Kayla Chase on the call. And as they will say before, mighty speaker comes on and shifts a service. We have a speaker in the podcast. Well, they'll say in the house, but in the podcast tonight, we have a speaker, y'all. Kayla Chase, author of The Outcry of a Teenage Girl, The Unmasked Experience, founder, visionary of Daughters of Compassion, born and raised in the church, servant's heart. Also, she's a millennial, Gen Z, whatever you want to put yourself in literally my age, pretty much raised, have a lot of similar dynamics coming in. So coming in, unmuting herself. Hello, Kayla. How are you? I'm fantabulous. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored on tonight. Wow, turkey. <laughs> what an I all came in wrong. <laughs> came in wrong. Sorry. Look, I got to start over. I am blessed and highly favored. Glory be to God. He woke me up this morning. Oh, Yes. First gun got her to the bishops, first lady, the minstrels, the uh-huh. but in all seriousness, I'm so I'm so excited to have you on the on podcast. Um I think as I said, I think I said in my intro, you know, we were indirectly church wise. We were indirectly raised around each other, but we really just start talking until I'm gonna say like maybe six months ago and from mm-hmm. the fire. I remember I was in New Orleans at a conference pre-pandemic. And he was like, hey, heard about you. I need a flyer. I'm like, okay. 
cool. Then went to from, all right, I need a website. Then I need some t-shirt designs. Then, hey, do you want to like brand my whole launch? Nah, that was me. I kind of took that over. But <laughs> you yeah. let me come in. So we're so excited today to talk about your book, your brand, also being raised in the church. And also in terms of the content of your book and the reach of your book, it says on the cover, we'll get here in about 20 to 30 minutes. It says on the cover that, you know, out cry of a teenage girl. So a lot of people just reading, because, you know, people, you're going to read this book. This ain't no book you're just going to read the cover and skip it. It says that it appeals to teenage girls, but really it appeals to everybody else. So I'm very excited to talk about everything that's going on with you and also some things that is coming up in the future. So... Starting off, Kegel, talk about your upbringing, where you were raised, and your family dynamic. Okay, so I was raised in a two-parent household, and I'm the oldest of two. Me and my younger brother, Cameron, but he's, like, super big, so everybody thinks he's older than me. But anyways, um, I come from a very well-known legacy church, Bethlehem of the Cross and Prince Frederick. Maryland, where my great uncle is a pastor, Bishop Darnell Easton, the one and only. Um, so I was, I'm a pew baby, so born and raised in the church. Church is all I know, all I knew at the time. But yeah, so that's basically me. Um, I have an associate's degree in business. I have a bachelor's degree in business. All that fun stuff. I love track. I played basketball in high school and middle school. They tried to get me to do hurdles. I told them no, they didn't listen. So I fell a few times because they made me. Um, what else? I did cheerleading for years, gymnastics, all that great fun stuff. Did all that nice stuff. Sung on choirs. Let's go churchy, okay? Church conventions. Right, yeah, we know about that. Church Panel, conventions, speaking. speaking, Bible bowls, Bible bees, way back. Balls, praise breaks. Oh, all I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know about all, all that. Breaks. I did participate in those praise breaks, though. Oh yeah, well, let's just quick. Let's put a quick pause. We'll talk about more. So, oh growing goodness. up, Bethel Word across. You know, I was raised in Word across <laughs> PG County, my grandfather's church, then known as Bethany Word across. Um, went to Baltimore, and now um here and in the new jersey region but word across is still with me growing up if you heard we're going about the word across you knew three things number one because we're not talking i love the new church but growing up the old church it's literally like a two-minute walk just walk across the street and you're there it's yeah, right <laughs> i remember growing up you have the cemetery with a lot of the saints right there you have that steep hill going down Slip you, and slide. Yeah, I remember three things. Number one, if you're going to go to Bethel, Holy Ghost going to show up. We're going to have some church, all right? You're going to have some church. Number two, if you go there for that 415, 430 service, you're going to eat. That People don't know that old Bethel church basement dinner. Fried chicken every time. And number three, and I love it even now, it's great fellowship. I think that's one thing I really loved about being a pew baby, being raised in church. It's kind of interesting, especially between us, it's very interesting. You know, you're growing up, you have these same people around you. 
Mm -hmm. I remember my grandfather, you know, if you don't know, he was the general secretary to Red Cross for a while. Um, I grew up reading a mini book. I already saw this man. I literally, he literally brought me to national meetings. He sat me right next to him. So for me, church is what I knew. Church is what I mm -hmm. still know. Of course, I've been everywhere and under the sun still, of course, living right. But in all seriousness, being able to just grow up in a very loving and a very, I think it's sometimes when you realize networking is a big thing in church. Because the fact that we was able to remember all these church names, who's the pastor, who, if you hear one church, for example, if you hear about Mount Calvary, literally my high school, two minutes wait, my, if I know about Mount Calvary, if I know I'm going to Mount Calvary, we're going to shout, praise, worship, it's not, this ain't no quiet, no, we're going to come, in, we're going to come in, it's, yeah, I think that's one thing I love about growing up in a church. So for you, um, before we get a little bit deeper about your upbringing in church, what things did you love about growing up in a church from your perspective? Um, I loved being with my friends because um, I didn't really fit in in school because I didn't do everything that they did. So in church, you know, I had my little crew. We get together. And the thing is with that is we fellowshiped inside of church, but we also fellowshiped outside of church. So inside of church, you know, we did our little praise break. And then outside of church, we did our little praise break, but we also went skating. So it was just that bond that was created. Um, inside the church. I also loved go, singing on the choir, singing on the praise teams. Like those were, that was a thing. Like now COVID, like COVID took that away from me. But other than that, I love, I loved it. Um, I also just loved ex the experience of experiencing God's presence. Like that was something that was amazing to me. And just seeing people's growth, like seeing God literally change somebody who I went to school with, got invited to a church service and see their life change right before my eyes. Like that's just amazing to me. So that's, that's what I would say. I love the most about church. I agree. I think um, one of the best things about church is really just, just to see supernatural experiences, especially at Bethel, because we know how y'all go. Um, love y'all dearly. <laughs> um, I just being able to just experience God on a different level and I think sometimes, it's, I think we don't understand until we really grow up. We really see God just, we've, I've seen, we've both seen God do a lot of amazing things to people growing up. Mm -hmm. So of course growing up, it's like, oh my goodness, this is, but now it's like, come on, come on, come on. And so I think <laughs> we're, we're comfortable. I think growing up, I think so, in some aspects, um, we had to get used to it. So us being apostolic compared to other dominant, we, we're, we're kind of, we're loud, we're dramatic. We're going to fall out. Yes. You're going to hear some songs, you're going to. The word is because sometimes the word is you're gonna have to take it. It's because it's gonna pinch your heart a bit, but you, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna have somebody <laughs> hugging you after service. I think just the, just the dynamics, <laughs> um, the Abbott style church. I loved it. I loved the experience. I really, 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 especially the Red Cross. You know, when the Red Cross was really, I think when we were both born, it was it was hot. It was amazing. I remember going to Henderson, North Carolina. Now, I think growing up, Henderson, North Carolina sounded like Charlotte. I mean, are we going to Henderson? Oh, we're about to have church. We're go, we going to Grand Ransom? Oh, it's about to get good. Oh, we're about to go to Newport News. It's, it's, it's kind of funny growing up. We used to get so excited about going to, I used to get excited going to Bethel, Mount Calvary, um, Baltimore, Henderson, Virginia, Richmond, other places. I think that's, and that's another cool factor as well. I think growing up in a church, you're exposed to so many different types of cities, so mm -hmm. many different types of people. 
so many different types of just commu- the ways to communicate with people. So I think really um, growing up with the growing up in an apostolic church, I'm very, very just grateful for the experience and upbringing. So you've mentioned a legacy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the dynamics of the Red Cross, we've seen a lot of churches get started, but it's a couple churches who within our early history are cementing in our history. Your church is one of those churches. So talk about more deeply the legacy of Bethel and how it's even impacting you till today. Um, I said, I would say like, it is, it's so deep. And it's like, everybody knows. Everybody knows Bishop Green. Everybody knows Bishop um, Allen. And, you know, our now pastor, Bishop Darnell Easton. Like, everybody's well known. One thing that I do like about my church is that they're, it's, it's very um, family-like and, and it's pure. Like, our leaders are very um saved family based yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah family based yeah like i i would say like that's that's something that i really like about it um it's it's a sometimes i feel like it can be a heavy load to carry because it's like the expectation is so high because of who our leaders are and were so it's just kind of like wow like you go to bethel yeah (laughs) <laughs> so it's like that expectation of um, knowing who your leaders are and being brought up under them, the expectation of who you're supposed to be is there. And that can be kind of hard to look up to sometimes because it's like, oh, you go there. So, but yeah, so it's, it's, it has its pros and cons. So from your perspective, we're gonna be transparent. This is listen, this is the Paul Season podcast and no punches are being pulled. my god. <laughs> we're gonna be transparent. From your I'll I'll answer this question too. Um, from your perspective, what are the cons and the pressures of being raised in legacy church and also trying to be a representative of one in 2020? Mm. That's deep. You going deep early. Like what? I would say the cons would be something around the lines of um, pursuing perfection under the leadership. Because you don't want to let them down. Of course, you don't want to let God down. But when you have great leaders, you don't want to let them down. So even when you're dealing with personal struggles and stuff, you don't want to let them down. So you're going to fight through that and you're going to put on your best face and you're going to do what you need to do. Um, and it's not their fault. It's just a respect thing that, you know, I respect them enough to, okay, no, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do at all times because not only am I representing God, but I'm, I have a church that I'm upholding to. So I guess that would be the, that would be that heaviness. Like you're always being watched, especially like when people know you. I really understand that with just my family lineage. Um, my grandmother, she was a national missionary secretary. My aunt, she was she's known for working with youth. So I think growing up, we always heard about the legacy. We always hear about the next chapter. I think one thing I've been facing the last four or five years, even an undergrad serving at a ministry in Baltimore and even doing ministry outside of the church walls, mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting to be writing your own story. I think we're both, you know, I'm 23. <laughs> 
the fact that, you know, people walk up to me, okay, cool. What are you doing in ministry? Are you preaching one day? Are you going to be a pastor? I'm like, uh, I'm just here to serve. I just really want to be impactful from the kingdom. So I think sometimes just growing up in those like few churches, also just having the same people around you all the time. I think what's it's humbling, even with this year, me graduating and moving, it's very humbling. I remember I went to um, Bishop and Mother Davis's house, I think literally two days before I moved. And, you know, in fact, I was able to tell them, hey, I finished my degree, hey, I'm about to move. Mind you, I remember sitting beside, behind my dad growing up in the early 2000s, late 90s, <laughs> watching him pray the drums. Then fast forward, I'm praying the drums. Then fast forward, I'm being a youth leader. Then fast forward, I'm providing solutions media-wise to churches, which is my current ministry right now, so I think. Um, I think it's very humbling to see people, see you grow up, but I think growing up, it's always that pressure. Okay, cool. Unfortunately, it's just a circle of life. We've lost a lot of our stable leaders. We People come and go. And I think, you know, us being a generation in such a time like this, we are, I think we're expected to serve for some type of perfection. Because I think a lot of us, we get pressure. Oh, you know this, you've been in church your whole life. So this is, you should get used to this. I'm like, yes, just because I'm in the same area, I'm in the same walls. I understand how your service rundown goes because you've been doing it the same way for 20 something years. Doesn't mean we're automatically ready. I've seen a lot of people just, you know, something happens and okay, cool, your time is up. But I think growing up, I'm not trying to get too deep here. I'm not trying to get Facebook disgruntled. I think a lot of youth, I think we both get this. I think a lot of times we're told what to do, but we're never asked, what are you good at? Where do you want to serve? How do you fit? So I think a reason why a lot of youth sometimes get lost when they turn, I think the clicker, and I've noticed this going to college, I think the clicker is, a lot of people say, okay, middle school, high school, that's what's very critical for youth. Yes, it's very critical. But I think what happens after high school, so college and moving out age, adulting age, that's where we even lose a lot of people or keep a lot of people. I remember going, I've seen a lot of people go to college and change. I've seen a lot of people do one. So I think for us, it's pressure because I think being that consistent example when I'm going to be real, sometimes, and it's not even church, it's just life. Sometimes we have examples of people say, oh my God, I look up to you so much. And it's like, you kind of grow up. It's like, oh, just things happen. So I think for us, especially you being at your legacy church, I understand the pressure of a church legacy. I understand the power of a last name. I understand even your mom. <laughs> I was talking to your mom a couple of times. She's like, who's your grandfather? And I told her, oh my God. And she called somebody. It's like, I know the grands is sometimes it's now it's humbling. It keeps me humble sometimes. Uh-huh. Pressure. Because people expect you to, oh, you was raised under this person. You're going to do this. What is God? My, my mindset is, what does God say? I think the con of legacy churches and the con of just doing stuff through the lens of history, sometimes God is trying to do a new thing and we're still stuck trying to do the old thing. Not saying any, I've seen a lot of people, they spend so much time worshiping founders and worshiping the legacy. Now, side note, I'm a history nerd. I would read through a church history. I love reading church history. such a random fact, but I love seeing how things go. But it's always a part in the church biography. It's like, okay, in this current age, we are doing this. And I think with the pandemic, um, I'm not trying to go, so this is your episode. I'm not trying to preach here. But I think within the pandemic, we've kind of realized a lot of stuff that we're chasing or think that's ministry is not really ministry. So, of course, we came in shouting in 2020. I need 2020 vision. Come on, attorney, never say 2020 vision. Come on, come. Yeah, okay. So, we got 2020 vision in 2020. <laughs> I think a lot of us realize, oh, if we take out 
a lot of the politics and a lot of the competitiveness within the four walls and we and we are believers being forced to be impactful outside the walls we kind of look at ministry a different perspective so i completely understand the pressures of growing up um i think you grew up in legacy church i think for me i grew up around a bunch of legacy churches like i know my road across church. i know i was raised around bishop davis right around the corner from a lot of spaces i'm at calvert county is only and it's funny only reason i go to calvert county is go to bethel ever like that's <laughs> I'm going I went to Baltimore. Outside of going to Moles, my dad loved that seafood place. Was go to Refuge and Burning Light. <laughs> so I understand it's kind of um. You see things from a certain perspective when you're growing up, but now as adults, obviously, you know the perspective has changed. So we're gonna actually continue going. I'm feeling this thing right now. Um, and all I say is, I think I was going to ask about DLC. We're going to wait about DLC. Let's talk about your book and what led you to Because I think you mentioning some of the things you going through growing, went through growing up. I think that's very significant to pretty much the plot and just the overall scheme and purpose of your brand. So mm-hmm. in terms of outcry of a teenage girl to unmasking experience, and I'll pause. You can buy this book on kochase.com. Also, go to. We're going to do commercials on today. Listen, we want to stop this. We're going to have announcements. Well, you can buy this on kochase.com, Amazon, Kindle. You can also get your merch as well. I'm sorry, I might do this, do this four times. Do you? Do you? Go ahead. Uh, so I know y'all. She's one of my clients. <laughs> I got to fight. I fight y'all. know I got to fight for my clients. If my clients sell something, y'all going to hear about it. All right. So oh. back, back to service now. So I'm going to just put this right here. We're going to transition. Growing up, Mm-hmm. When I thought about K.O. Chase, my number, oh yeah, she's saved. Oh yeah, you just grow up, you just, oh yeah, she's saved. She know God. Mm-hmm. Number two, I always saw you serving. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying, I was talking to your mom a couple weeks ago. She was like, how did you know Kayla? I'm like, well, growing up, every single time <laughs> she was there. Number two, every time there was an organ event, she was active. And number three, in a good way, I think you was genuinely serving and you was in place, not because you were forced to be there, Sometimes mm-hmm. the first to be placed, but I think no matter what, I don't care if it's a jubilee, diocese, convention, outgoing service, incoming service, whatever you use doing, you use doing it in excellence. So a lot of people have this perspective, okay, well, she's saved. She can wipe you out. She's a future missionary. She probably has a white cross right in her purse. She will late. Of course, a lot of people, and it's very dangerous because of course you're praying, you know, this is, the spirit, this is God. Um, a lot of people have perspectives of what Kayla Chase is, but you know, from when you was writing the book, um, how did this idea come about, and what was the real Kayla Chase to you? The real Kayla Chase is flawed. Let's start there, cause I'm still human. Like, yeah, I'm a pew baby, but I'm still human, and I think that that's something that I had to come to realize myself. Um you know, just growing up around the people that I was growing up with um, and the responsibilities that I had, it was like, okay, I have to, I have to do this the right way. Not that I didn't have a desire to do it. I, I absolutely had the desire to do it. Um, so when you did see me on the choirs or on the praise teams or um, speaking or leading groups, like all those things I love to do. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. I had a desire to do it, but at the same time, I was dealing with stuff 
that I didn't always know how to verbalize or who could I connect to to um, discuss those things outside of family, um, you know, who I could really go in depth with and be like, hey, you know, Kayla's, she's still human. She's saved. Okay, God's got her, but um, she's got issues. So outcry kind of came to be um, through those. Outcry is basically telling all my issues that I had growing up while being in church. A lot of times we think that, hey, you get saved, you good. Like, there's no issue. Uh, oh, no. Absolutely not. The way God says stuff, like, you're going to struggle, okay? <laughs> all right? You're going to fight for this thing. Right. Before, during, and after. How about that? So that's kind of what Outcry is about. Outcry is literally everything that I dealt with while serving. Um, and how I had to build a relationship with God for myself. And I had to come to the realization that my relationship isn't based upon how many scriptures I knew, um, isn't based upon how many speaking engagements that I did. Like the relationship had nothing to do with that. You know, yeah, I was totally good spilled, but did I have a relationship? That's, that's different. It's so much deeper than just speaking in tongues and shouting and jumping all over the place and, you know doing all that stuff. So it's, it's a difference. So I had to come to realize that there is a difference. And the only way that I'm going to get through these battle scars and to be able to unmask and reveal who I truly and find who I truly am, I have to first have a relationship with God. So that's how Outcry came to be. Again, I wrote it when I was young. Um, when I was like, I think I started probably when I was like 17. I finished when I was like around 18. So a lot of the talk is the younger me. So a lot of the content in the book is very strong and profound. But again, keeping in mind that that's the younger Kayla. So a lot of the things I probably would have said differently now, knowing what I know, because I'm 23 now. That's that's a big difference. A lot of time has come. Now, um, so what year, like, let's put some time and dates. What year was this when you was writing the book? Like, did I start? Yeah, what year was this? I would say it was 2013, 2013. Yeah, um, so around 2013, 2014, obviously both of us, you know, both around high school age, both around college, a lot of stuff is changing. I get that. I think I've learned, even as your ministry leader, I think a lot of us, because church is very fast. If you think about just a traditional church calendar, mm-hmm. in service all day Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you got Bible study or prayer. Saturday, you were always on the go. I think some people worry about making their media appearances mm-hmm. or, excuse me, their church appearances because sometimes we have to appear at meetings on time, take your notes, come to rehearsal. Sometimes we're so worried about being on time, making our appearances, making sure we're present, which matters because we love, we love to do stuff in DC in order, but sometimes we forget. There's also a spiritual side. To, it's just a spiritual side to this. Mm-hmm. I think we're sometimes confused believers, you know, I think some people, so many people are worried about positioning and titles. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to pause. I'm going to keep going. Sometimes we're so worried about worldly and man-made things. Sometimes we understand at the end of the day, before we even walk in the building, it's just one-on-one. It's between you, you and God. Church is the grouping, the collection of believers. After you get mm-hmm. that relationship, like you're coming with believers, you're coming on one accord. 
and you're going to do all very amazing things in the kingdom and also out of the four worlds of your church. And I think what kind of hurts people, and I think it hit me hard when I moved to Baltimore. Um, not in a bad way, I kind of came to realization. It's more to ministry than just showing up on a Sunday, wearing a suit, participating in a praise break. Showing It's way more than that. Right, definitely. And I think, um, I, do you, and I think you said something very profound. You're saying a lot of profound things on tonight. Um, you're saying this is stuff I, that I, that happened to me while serving. Oh, absolutely. I think I went firsthand. Um, when you're serving God, when you're serving a ministry, you know, you're going to get attacked. Oh, yeah. This whole mindset, oh, I serve a position, so I'm good. No, you're going to go through something. Spiritual, <laughs> you will go through something. I don't care what it is. You're, and I think, number one, that's obviously God testing us. And number two, it's just, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of titles of positions, nobody, but I understand when you're holding something in the kingdom, this is serious business. Now, I'm not saying sit here, you need to be spook, spooky and deep and speak Hebrew every five seconds to try to, no, be realistic, but understand this is serious. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, our generation, I will drag us a bit. I think a lot of people are trying to fit the part through wearing expensive suits and getting photo shoots every five seconds or maybe running to and fro and try to be seen. But I think especially this year has shown God wants people, especially from this generation who generally serves him, but understand their flaws and are very transparent about what they go through. Right. We always So are hear, they are they trying to fit the part or wear the part? I think both. It's a lot of parts <laughs> all over the place. And I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just we've seen we have seen it happen. We've seen people try to come in and oh, this is a great addition. Oh no, they just came here for a position. Okay, this is kind of like come on now, really. Oh, I'm here to join. No, you're here to to get your power. You try to get you here to get your power to stroke your ego and keep. No, this is not kingdom. This is flesh. This is man. I don't I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get too churchy and too apostolic here, but I think you know. I one thing I learned about from me from Bishop Green. A lot of people who have now gone, even our own grandfather. Um, you have to do stuff with DC in order. And I think one aspect about this, we have to be transparent as leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, not every time you need to be, sometimes you need to have to stress your seat and kind of go to certain people. You can't just tell Facebook every single thing you do. But I think being able to be transparent as a leader, also understanding you. I think a big thing is, especially because growing up in the church, one thing going wrong, we're so used, okay, I'm gonna go to the altar. God, I, I'm, I think so. We're so used to going consistently, consistently, consistent goals are all to us. I think sometimes we have to, you know, maybe start talking some stuff out and also understanding outside of a praise break and being laid out at the altar and being very, very churchy because we can get there. I think sometimes people think, oh, that's my outlet. So, you know, but I think sometimes we got to have, sometimes we got to shut that down and talk. What are you going through? I think sometimes we don't understand what we go through or who around us, where we're going through until we start talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I think you being able to be transparent enough, and I think it's big. So of course, we, of course, a lot of people, oh my goodness, I thought you was saved. And we're I think sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> so, oh, I thought you was better than that. No, we're, we are flesh. Things happen. Things go mm-hmm. down. We are not perfect. Right. Now, some situation should I not should I be in that situation? No, but God is trying to get something out of me. So I'm gonna have to go through this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass this test. But mm-hmm. while I'm going, I'm going to struggle a bit. So you mentioned, you know, being 
um, hurt and also just, you know, being just somewhat attacked as a ministry leader. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit more deeply. So we don't have to go because we now they're going to have to buy this book. We're not going to go too deep. We're not going to say and go. Oh, absolutely. Because we're not going to do that. <laughs> but from your perspective, <laughs> what are the, some of the things that you go that you went through that some people didn't even know? Um, well, a lot of people see me as someone who is very extroverted, where I'm that I'm actually the opposite. I'm very much introverted. Like you can put me in a group of people and I will just stand there. <laughs> like I'm not one to start the conversation. Like that's just not me. Um, but one thing that I will say is that I battled with low self-esteem really bad. Um, because I had a desire to fit in, but I couldn't. So, and it goes, it, I'm, it just, I discuss that more so in the book, um, both in school and in church. Like I, I just couldn't, went to school, couldn't fit in, went to church, couldn't fit in. It was just like, I was just different. So not, and it's, it has nothing to do with my church. It has nothing to do with my friends at school. It was just me. I just, I just couldn't do it. So, um, I guess that's why I was so active and even with, you know, going up and speaking and seeming as if I had so much confidence, like y'all didn't see the panic attack I had five minutes before, (laughs) like, like it, you know, it it was real for me. So one thing definitely battled low self-esteem really bad. Um, Another thing, um, identity, like just being able to embrace, and they kind of go hand in hand, just being able to embrace who I was to God and who he had called me to be. That was a hard thing for me to grasp. Like I didn't, there were times I didn't want that. I didn't, I didn't want to be different. So I tried to fit in and got blasted. So it's just, it's just a lot, but I wore a mask to not show that so everybody saw me as confident when I had the most insecurities um but I hid them well so you wouldn't have known unless I told you and then it's like what really but you know I masked them well so that what that's what I would say was like the biggest thing for me let's piggyback I'm hiding from your perspective why do you think people within the church realm hide what they go through yeah, just let's just because I'm very big with questions. I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> Why do you think people in church hide what they go through and put on masks? I can just speak for myself personally. I did it because of the position I was in. Um, with being in a leadership position, you have a lot of eyes on you. So you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let your followers down. Um but at the same time, that's kind of dangerous because then you seem like Superman so when, or Superwoman in my case. So when you do fall, it's like, Kayla, what, what's going on? Like, you're not supposed to do that. Not that that was their thoughts, but that's what I personally saw viewed it as. So I was like, Kayla, you can't fall. Or if you are dealing with something, you can't, they can't see that. So you're going to put on your best face and keep it going, keep it moving. I get that. I think that's also just the, um, I think that's just the result of, I think sometimes at church, we have some people around us. Of course, sometimes we listen to our leaders, but sometimes we take it a little bit too much from people. People say, oh, you're so great. Oh, 
these people think this is what I am, so I might have to go with it. But always, which is I always say now, especially this year, what is God saying? Mm-hmm. I understand the short. I think fitting in a lot of people, okay, cool. Well, if it's a praise pick, I got to shout. <laughs> I got to fall out. If somebody's being deep, I'm going to have to. I think sometimes we forget what is the real status quo, and it's just so much noise and so much stuff going on. And I think that's how some youth get lost. Um, I think the traditions of just knowing, doing what we do, especially in the apostolic church, sometimes it's not, I'm not trying to argue if it's right or wrong. That's up to the people on Facebook. I'm just here to be a journalist. Uh, but in all seriousness, I just sometimes I get the struggle of I'm going to school and they're talking about one thing. And of course, I have to talk to people. Sometimes you got to conform. You're going to church and from the parking lot, you can hear praise and worship now, which I love. <laughs> Mount Calvary. There was a little, a little bit, you know, when you walk outside of Mount, you understand, oh yeah, we got to have church. But once that, I think what really hurts people the most, once our service is over and you're away from the church, or you're away from ministry, that's where you really get attacked the most. Mm-hmm. It's like the guard is down, there's nobody around you. So I completely understand just, you know, why masks are put up, but also the negative impact of the mask. Because I think what hurts a lot of people, and it also just takes conversation. It's always a conversation where, oh my, oh my goodness, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, because it's something about, it's just human nature. Sometimes we can't tell everything. Sometimes sometimes we mm-hmm. hide. And I think after a while, hiding stuff can really hurt us in the long term. So going to you. Um, so you obviously was holding, because I saw you serving so well. Shout out to you. You was holding <laughs> you was making your appearances. You was doing what you had to do. So at one point, were you convinced to start writing this book and start telling your story from your perspective? Like what breaking point, what moments like, okay, cool. I need to be transparent enough and bold enough to write about this so I can help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I... I always had younger girls around me at all times. They were always, um, especially at my church, they were all, they always gravitated towards me. So I got to the point where I wanted to give them what I didn't have or because um, I saw them kind of going in the same route that I was in or that I had just previously came out of. So I was like, okay, so to stop you from going down that same road, I'm going to give you what I didn't have. So I'm just going to give you what I know. So when it came to writing the book, I was actually in a, um, I had just had a break, a breakup. And so, well, it was kind of close to that, but I had started writing, writing poetry. So I started writing poetry and um, my poems are kind of dark. <laughs> so at first I was like, okay, so basically what I want to do is I'm going to take all these poems. I still have the binder take all these poems and I'm going to write it into a book. I was like, no, you're not. I was like, okay. So um, from there, I just basically started writing out everything that I dealt with. I made a list and then broke it down into chapters. And it, the funny thing is, is that God literally gave me all the content, then the chapter titles. So I didn't have the chapter titles at first. I, he gave me all content. And then he was like, okay, so this title goes here. This title goes here. Um, at first, I thought the actual book um, title was going to be the, um, the Outcry of a Teenage Church Girl, 
or the outcry of a, of a church girl. But he was like, no, it's going to be a teenage girl because I want, I wanted the, well, we wanted the audience to be more broad that, yeah, you know, I was brought up in the church, but a lot of this, the things that I dealt with and that I talk about, like self-esteem isn't just a church thing, you know, isolation identity isn't just a church thing. Like it's a flesh thing. It's a human thing. So that's why the title is what it is. But the book really came from a, a hurt place and a place of mentorship and wanting to give back and pour back into people what I knew or what God had given me to get through what I was dealing with at that time. Now that's deep, y'all. This ain't no normal, hey, I have no, this is this is God. And as I think, <laughs> religion, especially as a creative, sometimes God will just leave us hints, but sometimes after a while he will over a while he will force us to kind of realize oh okay so you know being able to kind of first especially because our teenage years it's just it's just so hectic reckless everything's just messy we thank god for <laughs> protection deliverance or provision we passed god on tonight but i get i get the struggle I most definitely get it. I remember when I had to transfer yeah. from um, Atlanta Christian School. Went to Christian School for a year and a half, two, well, two years. Middle school, like maybe six months in high school. And I had to go to Central High School in Capitol Heights, Maryland. Capitol Heights, Maryland, compared to Milan, different place. It's calmed down a bit. But I remember I, I was going into school and I was seeing homosexuality. I was hearing about drugs. I was seeing gang activity. I was at the bus stop seeing stuff. So I understand, you know, sometimes we're surrounded by so much we're trying to keep ourselves but still grow mm -hmm. so i think you know it was very powerful that you was able to number one because it's even hard for <laughs> myself sometimes it's hard sometimes to really accept okay i'm wrong god you got it my hands are lifted you have me here <laughs> what's next not yeah. that we always talk about deliverance we always talk about i need to grow but i think a part a growth process is when are we going to make the decision to be humble enough to say hey i'm wrong hey this needs to be fixed god i need your help because we sing right. about it like i need your help with all of my we'll sing it we'll shout on it somebody will say a quote and we'll get excited but okay <laughs> outside of the excitement are you actually going to say god right that's why i have to um phrase my god is undefeated sometimes when i get down i say to myself you know if i serve undefeated god why can't this happen Sometimes we have to encourage ourselves, but even before I got to that point, it was a lot of times in undergrad, I was like, I was low. So, okay, good God. Listen, it's just literally me, God, and my dreams. And sometimes we, that's the horse of a prayer closet and just being very active with God outside of the church walls. Sometimes we don't understand how much you go through outside of the walls. Just mm -hmm. because I fell out on Sunday and church was real good doesn't mean I'm still not struggling. Cause I'm struggling y'all. Okay, I'm struggling. <laughs> struggling yeah. Sunday night, let's start there. <laughs> I go on my phone, the emojis that's coming in. I go on Twitter. I cannot. This should this we we fight. I'm trying to eat right, but I'm not eating right. There's certain stuff on TV that's just it's like we I think this generation, this is why I'm very somewhat defensive of our generation. We were raised in age of technology. We have social media, we have more content. We have so many factors, and it's also the increased pressure of trying to be a stable dog because it takes more 
more than other generations, there's so much going on that our identity is in so many places. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I really preach about your show. You're going to let people know no matter what, I'm saved, I'm a servant of God, and that's not going to change. But it takes, it takes time, though. Right. It takes, and it's interesting, you know, a lot of, you know, people our age, we really don't really find God strongly until we really grow up. And it sounds weird because mm -hmm. we're raised in church. We're in it. But sometimes we're like, well, you're around it, so it should stick, right? No. Sometimes it takes time. People right. grow at different lengths. I think for you, kind of after some time, you was like, okay, cool. I need to calm this down a bit, write it out, and let God handle the rest, which I really respect. So you talked about, you know, what led you to the book. So how would, when you first started writing and first started talking about it to people, um, how did it feel and what kind of kept you consistent during that process? It was hard. If I'm honest, I, I wouldn't say I was really consistent. I think, I mean, if you think about it, it took me like six years. It took me forever to just complete it. Um, so consistent, I would more say more so say persistent and the fact that you know I got it done but consistent like I was battling distractions all the time so um I don't it was it was just one of those things like I just had to it just had to be done so I don't know sorry I like completely lost my train of thought like it just left but um, yeah, I would definitely say I was more, it was more so a persistent thing. And to get me there, it was definitely family support. Like my mom literally pushed me like, no, you're going to do this. Like there were times I was just, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't have a desire to do it, but she was definitely backing me in that. And I think um, your mom, your family, I love them dearly. I think that's very powerful about sometimes when you struggle, you got to have people in your corner. To see, mm -hmm. I that's why I kind of cling very closely to my close friends. I think people who see you at your lowest and they, they don't judge you, they push you, those are people you need to have in your corner. Right. A lot of people, oh, congratulations, I'm so proud of you, but you, PJ Morton said it the best. Some people wasn't in the gym while I was shooting. While I was mm -hmm. practicing, while I was struggling, I was trying to, don't do that. <laughs> while I was <laughs> growing, <laughs> while I was growing, a lot of people are not there. I think sometimes growth and sometimes overcoming some of our mistakes, it's a lonely process. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've been in seasons where God has isolated me and it's just literally me, what I'm dealing with and how I'm going to get through it. Right. And it's real. I think sometimes we just stick deliverance and we just stick growth into, you have to do this, this. No, God works in so many different types of ways. There's no rule book of how God is going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going, okay, if we do this, he's, sometimes we have to struggle. Because in some, of course, the whole faith without works is dead. We always like to put that out there. Okay, cool. We have faith. But we got to put it into work. If you, Kayla said, you know, I want to outcry. I want to impact people. You had to put it into work. This was probably some uncomfortable conversations. Oh, yeah. You had to probably tell some people, hey, um, you know, I'm, you, you know, I'm like super saved, like you know me, but like, hey, like I had to do this. I went through this. And sometimes people are shocked. <laughs> Shook. 
And I think that's what hurts people. When you kind of open up and people's reactions are wrong, you close back up again. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we've seen testimonies, we've seen platforms where people are trying to be open and transparent. But two hours later, we're in a group chat. Somebody's in a group chat and, you're, and that person's getting dragged. And human, I don't care at the end of the day, like people are growing. And you got to think about church as a hospital. Mm-hmm. No matter what, we're struggling with something. Ain't nobody right. perfect. The only thing perfect is God. All right. <laughs> I get as teenagers, there's certain stuff on your phones. There are certain conversations. There are certain habits. I think everybody, because I can really, it's a lot of stuff that we go through that a lot of people don't understand. This whole phrase, um, this generation doesn't go through nothing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's false. Whoo, that's false. We don't go through nothing. If you breathe wrong, we're all over here getting canceled on social media. Right. We're growing up getting asked so many questions about, so what are you doing? Are you going to preach? Are you going to do this? I feel sometimes a lot, we're just growing up, sometimes a lot of commentary, a lot of chatter about what we go through. And, oh, I feel like you should do this because I would know it's not, that was your story, it's my story. And I think sometimes when people are hurt, and I've noticed even myself when I'm hurt or I'm trying to go through something, if you're feedback is not biblically based or it's not very relevant or you're trying to just take a poke at me when I'm low, I don't want that at all. Right. I think a part of out, being able to outcry, we're going to talk about next, being able to cry, um, being able to just yell and be able to just really be transparent, you have to have people in their corner to, like I said, um, to root you on and also be there. Mm-hmm. There's been times where, especially this year, graduating in a pandemic, moving in a pandemic, starting. It's been times where some people have got a call for me for three hours because I'm just going through it. So, oh my goodness, you're so successful. Y'all don't understand. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pass this class. To sh- everything, and I'm just trying to grow. I'm just trying to grow. Mm-hmm. So, for you, speaking of outcrying, number one, we're going to start with a definition from your perspective. Um, now you can go anywhere with this. Of you might preach off of this. I don't know. What's My God. <laughs> From your perspective, what does outcry mean to you? Outcry is something that's used as a last resort. When your voice is no longer heard or your voice is gone in a way. And you can't you can't cry any more tears. Like outcrying is literally like my last push that's that's your outcry it's just like a sense of release but at the same time your last kind of like bullet for hope is how i would describe outcry it's just like okay this is if god if you don't do it it won't it won't be done and i won't make it (laughs) so it's either you're going to help me through this or you're not. And I know you can, and I know you will, because I know what the Bible says, but I just need you to give me your eyes for just one second so I can see this the way you do to help me get through this. That's deep, y'all. <laughs> and I think, um, I think when I think about just your logo, just outcry, I think you make a good point. I think outcry I think in the stage of being emotional, in the stages of I need help, of course we say for number one, I need help. 
or hey, I want to talk about this. I want to vent. But outcry is like this is this is what I am crying. God, I am crying. <laughs> I am hurt. I am wounded. Mm-hmm. Help. And yeah. I think it takes a very significant amount of energy and transparency to get to the point of like, hey, God, listen, I'm okay. I'm still here, but it's just certain stuff, certain situations. I don't like. I need you to come in and help. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes as human beings, um, sometimes we think we all have, we all have the solutions. Sometimes we think we can pray it away. Sometimes we think we can shout it away. Sometimes we think, well, if I ignore it and mute it, I'll be able to know. Sometimes you would have got to cry. Sometimes God wants us to cry out so you can come in and fix it. Mm-hmm. I remember firsthand. There's power. What you say, it's power in your mouth. You might know it in your heart. Hey God, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get to this next level. Sometimes God wants us to say it. And it's also, I, I've learned that because sometimes God wants us to be very broken down to the point. Sometimes we have to remember who we serve. Mm-hmm. I think in the age of Google and age of solutions and the age of, oh, I'm going to go read a book. No. Sometimes we have to be reminded of who we serve and who runs the show. Point blank, period. Right. I'm not going to sleep this away. I'm not going to drink this away. I'm not going to sit here and vacation this away. I'm mm-hmm. not going to three-piece suit this thing away. I'm not going to title and position. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here. No. There will be times in our lives where we have to say, at the end of the day, I have to cry out. And mm-hmm. I'm not crying out the face. I'm not crying on social media. I'm not crying to Sometimes I'm going to a lot of conversations we're having with friends, we got to have these conversations with God. Sometimes it's like certain stuff is like literally me and you straight up mm-hmm. i completely understand that so before we go back to the book so from your perspective um because we're here to get your perspective on tonight um outcry how does outcry connect to everyone because obviously your book like we said the word teenagers in there and the word girls in there so a lot of people oh this is this is for the no it's for everybody you said on the live of lady travis um so for you again how does I cry connect to everyone in the room? I mean, everybody has at least something that they are tired of dealing with. <laughs> I mean, every you know, you may everything your story won't be exactly like mine. It it just won't like, especially if you're a male and I'm a female. I mean, our perspectives are already starting off different. Um, if you're a mother you know, your perspective is going to be different than me at, at a, as a teenager. But when it comes to the, the content of the book, it's relatable on all levels because it just boils down to you as an individual and you on the inside, beyond your gender, beyond your title of mother or daughter. It's beyond any of that. It's really just getting to the root of why are you dealing with what you're dealing with? And, or even just identifying if you're dealing with what you're dealing, like, are you misidentifying something? So like, are you really depressed or are you just, is your heart, are you dealing with heartbreak? Like, you know, it, it's, it's levels to it. So it's just one of those things as well. So I think that is relatable to any and everyone to an extent because we're all dealing with something and we're, we all are going to get to a point, if you haven't already, that you're going to cry out for help. And you just need to know that God hears your cry. 
and that's where I cried and he heard comes from. No, this this uh, I don't know. I'm feeling this uh, this podcast is getting good to me. You straight up said it, and it's true. Um, we all will have to come to a point where we have to outcry. Mm-hmm. And knowing God, because He has a sense of humor, sometimes He will just drop it on us. Okay, cool, you got it. Sometimes you know we'll be humble enough to go, but sometimes some He will have to come through and wreck a situation. Mm-hmm. You thought that position is for you? Oh, you know, he's going to that school. Oh, you thought that person? Oh, no. Come with, no, I'm going to wreck this. No. It's not, it's not going it's not gonna to happen this way. And I've been in a situation where I thought certain things were going to be, and God was like, no. It goes back to a point I just made, and also a lot of points you just connected to. Uh, you mentioned a good point about you know, social economic status, generational um, barriers, a lot of factors, you know, just due to the complicated society we live in, everybody's going to have a significant story for a, a, a long range of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just going to happen. I think for you, you were raised, for example, you were raised in a whole, you're the same church your whole life. For me, I've been to three or four different churches within right. the span of 23 years. I think, you know, just from that aspect, from a ministry aspect, a lot of people, those similar roles, similar praise break speeds. It's just a lot of stuff we think is something. Okay, cool. Outside of just, you know, the surface level, if we look at the deeper level of things, we go through so many different things. And I think being able to be transparent enough about it and also not judging people when they open up, that's the biggest thing for me. Somebody trying to open up is somebody, if one of my friends tried to text me, hey, Steven, here's what's going on. I'm going to shut everything down. I'm like, okay, cool. What's going on? Call me. You good? Mm-hmm. Let's talk this out. Let's pray this out. So I think, you know, being able to and I think this is what sticks me well with your brain. It's being able to be humble enough to say, hey, God, you got it. I'm crying mm-hmm. out. You see these tears? My hands are lifted. <laughs> Listen, it's times where you have to straight out tell God, okay, whatever you said, I did it. The context gone is I'm here. Me and you whipping one out of me. Right. And I think that another thing with outcrying and with it being the last resort, you're now at a point where you don't care. Like, you don't care what other people think. You don't care what other people have to say. Like, it's literally you at a point where it's like desperation. Like, you want to get out, but you don't know how. So it's, it's just one of those things. So when it comes to someone saying something about you or your name being thrown around and stuff like that, you know, you you get to a point where you don't care. Now... If you're in a position where you want to outcry or you're wondering if you're going to or not and you're trying to figure out who you can and can't trust, like different things like that, then of course, you know, if somebody throws your name around, that's going to matter. But when it comes to outcry, like, and when it comes to telling your story and having the faith that your story is going to set somebody free and it's really going to help somebody even if it's just a simple fact of okay i don't have to be perfect in this way anymore then the judgment doesn't matter because you know even even with releasing the book like that's something that i you know was battling within myself like oh my gosh like kayla your business is going to be out there like if people really you know take the time to really in depth and read and take in what you're saying they're going to know some things and i'm like oh yeah you're right like maybe i shouldn't but at the same time, keeping in mind that I'm not the only one dealing with what I dealt with, so or even dealing with. So 
if my story can help somebody else or if there's something that I put in the book that can help them, then why not? If, and why not be God's voice to them and hear and let them know that their cry is being heard because of what he gave me at that time. So I think when it comes to outcry, judgment doesn't matter. Judgment only matters when you're still involved in the way that people perceive you. But when you get to a point where their perspective of you and perception doesn't matter, then you're going to cry out no matter what. I mean, think about it. Like Break it down. Can, Break it down. People, people can outcry. Like nowadays, somebody can go out, go out and protest about the biggest lie in the world. They can be as loud as they want to. And it can and it, it may not be the truth. But if they believe it within themselves, they don't you they will fight you <laughs> with their last breath, even if it's a lie. But it's what they believe it to be. They believe it within themselves so much, or they want their point to be made so that that much that they're going to fight you, you know, to the T for it. So I think that's who, that's the same thing with outcry is that you get to a point where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like you can say what you want about my story. You can talk whatever you want to talk, but at the same time, it's not about you. It's not your story. It's mine. So it's just, you know, getting to that point as well that, you know, you're not be, being less of a people pleaser and just being obedient. Because somebody once told me that delayed obedience is still disobedience. So mm. <laughs> she's getting hot, y'all. This is getting good. Come on now. So you know, if it's delayed, then it, you're still being disobedient because you're not doing it when God told you to do it. So am I going to sit here because I'm fearful of people's response and not be obedient to God who holds my eternity because of my feelings and the way other people are going to feel, or am I going to just do it and watch God do the rest? But that's just me. That's, that's just my true sense. Sana, can we just talk about how you just randomly dropped all those words? Just, I made you to relax. Okay. Time out. Pause. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you talking? She's talking good right now. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's being. Um, I learned for timing matters to God. Mm-hmm. If He sends you, and it's interesting, and I've been in situations, and I'm happy I'm over those situations. There's times where God says, "Move, and you don't move fast enough." Oh man, you're gonna pay for it. <laughs> it's funny now. So, oh yeah, you gonna. Have, well, I said to myself, "Why did I listen to him?" The first He said, "Do this at this." I didn't. I didn't do it. And I think that's very, um, and I think you made a good point. That could be just a whole topic in itself. Sometimes we are so focused on the chatter of the crowd and we forget what chat, what noise and what impact matters the most. Mm-hmm. I've come to a point, you know, especially just an adult paying bills. Just My God growth <laughs> i will come to a point you know i've been i'm in a lot i'm grateful to be in a lot of powerful rooms i'm grateful to be doing a lot of amazing things but i think at the end of the day no matter what title or no matter what it's coming in or out i let people know from the, this is a god thing mm-hmm. this deliverance is not because of a book this deliverance is not because of a brand this is deliverance not because of a trend no this is godly 
Right. It was not a title, position, or suit, <laughs> or tradition that got me out of this. God got me out of this. Right. And sometimes we base our growth off of chatter and noise. Sometimes we have to remember, at the end of the day, God has the final say. Mm-hmm. And we get it. We understand it. But we, us being human, sometimes we forget slightly where I hope comes from. And God's like, hey, pause for timeout. You don't listen to that person. When I hold, like you said, I hold the keys to eternity. The book says do this. And you're you're not, you, those, <laughs> it's been times where we're getting advice off of social media, but are we going to the scriptures? Right. <laughs> it's times where, oh, this was a good tweet. Let me say, hey, this is where, is that really what God's trying to say right now? Are we trying to, are we trying to flex? And are we trying to put an airbag on my delivery? No, you would have got, listen, if you're trying to get over this, you're going to have to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, I learned firsthand. It's times where I'm at church and I'm crying. It's like, listen, it's me and God. It's my, I'm going to be real. There was times in undergrad, I don't know if I was going to finish or not. There was times where I'm literally crying. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm here. I'm, just get me through. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't somewhat embarrassing sometimes, but I'm at the point, if I have to cry out until I can't cry, if I, if my, all my tears are gone and my throat is dry, I'm going to lay down. If that's what God got to get out of me to get me where I need to get through, mm-hmm. so be it. And I'm great, thankful for you and other people around me. I have great people, and I know you do as well. We have great people around us who are willing to be transparent and cry out when needed. Right. I think that's very important. So before we talk about finishing the book and also this year, because it's been a crazy year, because obviously this, since you're on the podcast, I tie into this story somehow, some way. But before we get there, because we're not here to talk about me, we're here to talk about you. Um, a question I have. Now I need you to be very deep with this one. I need you to really. My God, have mercy. Yeah, so we're gonna have to turn to your neighbor after this one. Do I need to pray first, or are we good? I think you're already on fire right now. So. My God. <laughs> if someone needs to outcry, from your perspective, what should they do, and how should they do it? Be honest. Mic drop. <laughs> they have to, you have to get to a point where you're honest with yourself. And you have to get to the point where you're honest with God. That's the only way that you're going to outcry is through honesty and transparency. Because otherwise you're just yelling. Your yell and your voice only matters when it has meaning. If it doesn't have meaning, then it's just a bunch of noise. But, I mean, God hears it. Oh, he's there. He's watching. <laughs> like... But is there, is there, is it meaning and, and, um, is it meaning and intention, intentionality behind it? I think I just, is that, a, I think, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, is it, sorry, it's, it's been a long day. But, you know, is it just, are you being intentional behind what you're saying? Or are you just saying it to be cute? Mm. And I mean, God, God knows the difference. God knows your heart. So when it comes to really outcrying and really being intentional with what you're being, what you want God to do, then it comes first with you being honest with yourself and saying, hey, God, you know, listen, I did this, this, and this. 
everything looks like this, this, and this. And if you don't don't do this, this, and this with this, this, and this, then we want to try again. <laughs> right. So when it comes to my, my encouragement is just to be honest with yourself um, and to be honest with God, and then that way you will be able to not only outcry, but to be you'll be able to unmask, and you will be strong enough to do so. Mm. So it all kind of goes hand in hand. So once you have the strength to be honest with yourself, then you can go to God honestly. And then after you go to him, honestly, he'll start revealing some things to you. And then that, and that, and, and him showing you who you really are, you will have enough strength to take the mask off and be who you truly are. Show them battle scars. Side note, when he starts to reveal some things, my God, really, like... It's you think it's embarrassing. Sometimes it's like you got you got me out here. <laughs> it's times where he reveals something. It's like I think it's that's another aspect of outcry I've learned. Sometimes the reality he shows, we just gotta accept it. Mm-hmm. You know how we got we pray about something and God just I'm like whoa whoa, whoa no, not not that not no 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 no. Are you sure? Sometimes we'll question. We're kind of no. God is like no. This is what it is. You want to deal with it or you have to take the consequences. Pick your side. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people wants to be transparent, but I think a lot of people don't want to face, I'm not saying the, the, the facts, but just really, it's a process. Mm-hmm. If we want more, he has to reveal. And sometimes we want to reveal about situations or, oh, I'm doing this, God, I'm like, the, no, sometimes you got to reveal stuff about ourselves. Yeah, and that's, and that's like, a hard pill to swallow. It ain't no I'm praying, and God is all, he drag, oh, yeah, this is you. I'm like, really? Really? Real, I, I'm just. It's times I prayed. I looked at myself and I'm like, "Wow, this is. I don't want this. I don't. Okay, God, you got it. You're right. <laughs> That's a sign of being transparent, being able to understand from a spiritual perspective. Hey, certain things I'm going, certain things I'm doing is not really what I should be doing. But I think you mentioned as we're going to move on. I think one last point. I think you mentioned when it comes to outcry. Obviously, God makes us outcry different ways, but it's just certain things like being honest, being transparent, also accepting the reality. And that mm-hmm. sometimes I meant I've been sort of I try to blur the reality. Oh, this is good for me, but it's just not going well. No, 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 no. God said it this way. He said it the first time. It is not going to change. Mm-hmm. Don't sit here and try to edit and try to beautify your deliverance. If God says, for example, delete that number. Or move on and keep it. <laughs> Better move. Don't mute the notification. Don't put the, don't turn off re-receipts. Don't put on do not disturb. You know, for Apple, you do that. Don't sit there and mute their post and mute their, delete it and keep it pushing. I think it's, a, it's just ability where, um, sometimes in hindsight, it's funny, like, wow, sometimes I should have just did it that. Sometimes we have to get to a point. I literally have to do what he says the way he wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. You helping me on tonight. My God. You in this phrase. <laughs> oh, so that's <laughs> all. I cry. Um, all right, let's fast forward. So you wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So 2019-2020. Talk about because people understand because we're both creatives. People don't understand what we'll be as creatives we go through. So before we kind of get to like, you know, how we got connected again earlier this year. So 
what did you really have to do to get this book started? What some of the, what are some of the process you had to do in terms of the editing of the book and just getting everything out there? Where do I begin? It's been a long and it's still a process. Um, it's been a battle. Like writing it was the easy part. It's like going through everything else, like finding people to edit it and then figuring out if I want to self-publish or go through a publisher and, you know, finding somebody to do my cover. It, it, was, it was a lot of different steps that I personally didn't prepare for, but God, you know, has it all under control. But personally, um, it's just been a long process that has tested my faith and has tested my patience. Like I thought I was a patient person and I still believe I am, but this this is a different level. Like I was talking to my counselor, like this is a different, this is a different level of patience. But you know, God is really, you know, stretching me in that way and um of patience. So definitely has been a process went through editors, um, publishers, graphic designers all that so it's been you know the one and only graphic designer and yeah so it's it's been a process lots of people lots of networking lots of emails phone calls <laughs> so before we talk about how we got reconnected this year um do you want to shout out a few people that has been beneficial and productive on your end when it comes to your book and just your overall just you know getting here Okay. Well, shout out to my family, of course. Shout out to Bethel Way of the Cross. You know what I'm saying? That's church family. But um, definitely my parents, my brother. Um, and of course, um, the Way of the Cross, you know, Daughters of Destiny, Daughters of Compassion. I got to shout out my girls because that, they're my heart and they definitely had a huge role to play in it. But, but uh, publish my publisher God's Child Publications. They're the ones in charge of um, publishing my book hey, and FedEx, doing all that. Your FedEx store, your mail carrier. Great stuff. Yeah, all of them. You, of course, with the graphics. Um, it's it's a whole lot of people. Oh, Kay Flinch, Kay Finch Photography. Side my her photos. She's a pictures. Boy. Oh my goodness. I love her. Like she gave me so much confidence. Like y'all don't know, like homegirl was just standing there like, okay, what do I do next? She was like, hey, listen, I got you. Trust me. Now I got trust issues, but she's like, trust me. I got you. And then she like sneak me a little pick. Like, Hey, look, I got you. I'm like, yeah, you do got me. So shout out to her. She's phenomenal. Like if you don't know nothing, like you're not a top model, like I wasn't, she gonna make you look like one. How about that? But she's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then um, my makeup artist, phenomenal. Uh, my cousin, phenomenal. Um, Keontae was my makeup designer, my makeup artist. And Keisha, Keisha Dorsey, she did my um, hair. Shout out to little old cousin, cousin house, putting me out there. 
So before we talk about um, the book, the cons, just moving forward, um, let's talk about us real quick. So like I said, to be in a podcast, you contacted me in early March. I was revamping my business. Like, hey, I saw you did the Jubilee stuff, which I was very humble to do. Um, okay, I need to fire for DLC. I'm like, okay. Now, mm-hmm. funny, we went through that fire. Pro- I took like a month and a half to get the fire done. <laughs> because <laughs> the pandemic. then COVID came, right? And <laughs> I was like, I need something wrecking brands. <laughs> but she mentioned um, trusting people. I think it was very significant about our current business partnership. I think we started um, as a flyer. Mm-hmm. Then obviously, because it's my major, but you asked the question, do you do websites? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so it started for the website, but it's funny, you know, people see the website now. Sign up. The website was great. Shout out to Kay Finch for the lot of great photos. Shout out to you for the content. Um, thank you God for my gifts of web design because it's hard, y'all. Irritating. But I think um was very interesting. I feel like God has people ready to help you, but sometimes it takes time to reveal that and kind of bring them forward. Because I like I've said, I've known you. It has been my whole life, but we've kind of gotten close to this process. It's kind of funny. I think you paid me for the website in April, but the project kind of like took a pause, <laughs> a lot of things, and we kind of got back to it in, when, so hold up, for reference, <laughs> I remember like you paid, you paid your invoice like in April, but publishing and also just COVID, a lot of stuff kind of slowed down a bit, so, and I think we kind of got back on track, I must say August, September? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you kind of confirmed your website design, your web designer. <laughs> what was your photo shoot? Was it Labor Day? Was it like September? I had two. I had um, one in September, I believe, and then another in, in October. Yeah, I believe that was it. So I had two. So during that time, um, my role website, I think in the spring you asked me to do book chapters. Now, mind you. I didn't <laughs> good about being a graphic designer. We could design anything, but also we have to learn how to design it. So he was like, hey, do you want to do my book chapter titles? I was like, whoa, this is like big. I think that's significant. Um, if anybody's trying to build anything, I'm like, I feel like, you know, if you're trying to build and be impactful, I think you have to have people that are on one accord on your side. Because mm-hmm. for me, I, people know me. Kind of, I get this from my dad and my parents. I have high standards. If you are not going to match my level of intensity, my level of excellence, you just can't, we just can't run together. So I'm very humbled that I was able to do the book covers. I was sitting here like, how do I about to do a book cover? We was on Google trying to find a mask. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was sometimes I had to pray before. I was like, this is, this is big. <laughs> what I'm doing. She said the she mask. wants to stuff on a mask. And that's how I got introduced to your mom. She's like, Steven, what are we doing? I'm like, ah, hell. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Like you said, the book was done. I think it was mm-hmm. funny to talk about it because I think the process is basically over. Um, the book was done, but you mm-hmm. had the cover. Yeah, I had the cover and everything. Oh, shout out to them. Sorry, I missed them. Starving Artists did a phenomenal job on my book cover. I absolutely, like, hey. I literally saw, I saw my book cover, sketched it out, sent them the sketch, and they sent me my cover. Like, I'm going to be real. I'm a good graphic designer, but what they did on that cover, I can't match that level of Norrington right now. Because that cover right there, (laughs) my God. 
like down to the details though like if you look close there's a picture on the wall in the room that says i cried and you heard and the picture frame like what Bum. phenomenal phenomenal i had to sorry i had to slide that in there didn't mean to cut you so, off i'm trying to because we haven't worked with i've been We've been blowing each other emails up for the last couple of months. So I think it was around September. So, okay, cool, Mike. I got the photos. Let's go. I was like, okay, cool. So, <laughs> all right, we did a website. Then, of course, do you want to talk about what I did to you? <laughs> the, how it is pretty much in. I was like, hey, I'm here. We're going to do. Can we talk about yep. your launch? Because I, I used to hear, like, hold on, this is not his book. Who does he think he is? Let's That's talk about what how we had to, how I kind of made this into production like all we do with life yeah you like just took it and ran and i was like because you know me like i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to do some pictures because i started it before mind you when i thought my book was coming out i had started the process like i had other i had pictures taken before and i was like i'm gonna put some quotes from the book on the pictures and we're gonna do like once a week that i build it up and then so in my mind, I was like, I got these phenomenal pictures. I'm going to do the same thing. And you were like, nah, that's not what we're doing. And I was like, what you mean? And so you were just like, no, we're going to schedule this thing out. Like, you're going to do it a different way. And I was like, I mean, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, and you were just like, no guessing. You're going to do it. And then you were like, jump. And I was like, I'm going to, no. And you were, yeah. Right, you were, there's a word in that, jump. I was like, I don't want to. But you didn't let me, you didn't let me not jump. I appreciate it, though, like, although you pushed me off the cliff, but I thank God for the water at the bottom because, and the parachute, because then I just glided over the water. So thank God for grace and mercy, because some people just push you and... You want to see a drag? <laughs> You're a staff <laughs> member on his own podcast? <laughs> but I appreciate it. So... No drag, no drag. Just saying that you did push me, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the push. So, from your, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna give you an answer. Why do you think I pushed you so hard to finish your process? Because obviously, I wasn't there at the beginning. I kind of came basically at the end. Mm-hmm. So, why do you think I kind of pushed you so hard and kind of made sure you was kind of looking presentable at the end? I think because you saw my vision and you saw the areas that I needed support in. Because honestly, like you came in and helped me in the areas that I wasn't really knowledgeable in. So um, when it comes to promoting the right way and, you know, the times and all the little details and stuff, you know, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, okay, I have this book. I got to find a way to, you know, put it out there. But you already have that knowledge built in about that like that creativity part so i just need support in that area and i honestly believe that if you didn't push me then i it would i mean it would have gotten done but oh, it wouldn't gonna get have done. gotten done in that you know time frame so again no drag i appreciate you and all but so, you did push I know people me like steve what do you do to kayla so i think the reason why i pushed <laughs> so hard uh, first off I told you my I knew your story from I knew it's just something you go around church all you up. So I think for I think it hit me when I was doing the book covers. Now I knew this. I know I know you have power. Don't look, I, I think it hit me the significance of <laughs> the significance of this platform. I think when I was doing the book covers, someone's like, I gotta buy into this. I have to. I think that's the 
purpose. Let me first off answer my question. I think for me, when I was doing the book covers, I think when I started the website, I was like, hold on. A lot of this aspects of the book, this relates to me. I had to outcry about a lot. Mm-hmm. Still outcrying right now. God, I thank you for just being, you know, protector, provider, <laughs> providing provision in a time of just, we just thank him all tonight. Turn your neighbors and we just thank him. But it we all seriousness. <laughs> um I realized, you know, you have a very significant story. And now, of course, sometimes people will come up, oh, you need help. Let me, no, no, no. I think I kind of came in very respectful. I was like, I know this. I think a role, I think you speak to this, I think a role as a kingdom creative, sometimes you have to step in and help people push to get where they need to do need to mm-hmm. just like there's on the author so just like if you're praising you got your praise partner i think sometimes as a business and creative we need kind of need those kingdom people around us to kind of keep us pushing mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be real y'all i told kayla and it was it, i think it hit me i don't know i think god was talking to me out there i was talking about you know about business i was like you know someone's like help kayla out more i'm like how <laughs> the book chapters i forgot but i realized again i made your your merchandise logos in, in the spring in my dorm yeah. at Morgan State. <laughs> so um, I think it hit me one day. It's like, you know, sometimes we, as creators, we ask for more, but sometimes we got to not think about the profit or not think about time mm-hmm. and really think about the impact. So I think I was just driving one day. I was like, something was like, you mentioned, okay, cool. I'm ready to launch. Someone was like, no, 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 no. I need to come in and just check your life over. <laughs> I did a conversation. I was like, okay, Kayla, we're going to do a launch. We're going to do a breakdown. We're going to do this, 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 and this, and this. I'm not using it like, first off, dude, your name ain't on the book. This ain't, this is not this. No, this isn't. But I think I respect your transparency and also just being open to the help. Because I think, you know, mm-hmm. I think this makes a very, this is why I kind of take, uh, I always take my clients as a person. I think that's why I take this route to go to be more personal because I straight up told you, okay, cool. We're going to have, um, a two-week launch. I think it's saying like two weeks. Now, mind you, before you were about to launch, you didn't really post on social media much this year. With good reason, this year's just been. I ain't feeling. Oh, you. I was ghost. You're trying to find me. Look for the star and follow the star. Put <laughs> <What> it all <laughs> Right, ask Jesus. How about that? <laughs> um, I was like, we're gonna do a two-week launch. We're gonna start the week off. I should put my nose. We're gonna start the week off. And it's funny, all you're going to do is change your photo on your header and post a picture and drop a quote. And don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm like, Stephen Michael, what in the world are you doing? And what was that? What was next after that? Was it, oh, this is what's the introducing KO Chase to brand. Yeah, something coming soon. Then boom, like a mighty rushing run, we dropped the book. So it's funny looking at it because it feels recent. Because only like that was like I think you announced like a month ago. So I think it was very interesting. It's, I think it's funny both of us. You know, I think when you first drop your first picture, everybody's like, "Oh my, what's going on?" <laughs> it was fun. For, I was having fun. I'm like, "Oh yeah, y'all liking this?" Uh huh. Then this came out of nowhere. I was like, "You need to have a live." Now, if y'all know me personally, <laughs> if y'all work with me, I just I just sometimes just come with a lot. I just want to execute. God would be hitting me at the most. Something was like, Kayla needs to go out to talk about this. So I was driving. I think he was calling me. I was like, Lady Travis needs to come on and facilitate the live. Now, I don't know 
what I was praying about that day, but me and God was in alignment. So you had a live. First, let's talk about the live. How do you feel about the live? How did you feel? You know, just talk about your brand and kind of, you know, being transparent and things kind of being pretty much done. How did it feel to kind of launch? Mm-hmm. And how is like your momentum coming right now? Um, the live felt amazing. Like afterwards, I talked to her again um, afterwards and we we're just like so excited. Like the way it went and the way it flowed and how God just kind of was there. It was just amazing. Um, so I feel pretty confident about everything and ready for whatever is next. Pretty good stuff. You sounded like me. I remember one day he's like, Mike, I'm not trying to drop my Kayla. Some have, so I'm here to catch you. <laughs> That's what he said. Right. I tell my clients, anything goes wrong, listen, I have, I will jump on and I think um, it's very funny. I think sometimes when you're trying to launch, sometimes you need people to push you. Mm-hmm. Now, did I push you too much to force to do maybe a two-week buildup? But you didn't tell me no, so it's not even my fault. I think it's been, um, it's been successful. Uh, I'm looking at the revenue. I think we're doing pretty good right now. Yeah, I'd say so. I see, I said we, this is a teen, this is in a, a pandemic and not really pushing anything right now, I think it is going. I'm waking up well. to. I'm having calls. I remember um, one time you called me. Your mom did not even. I was like, "Hi, Stephen Michael." I was like, "Who's like, this?" Is I was like, "Oh, shit. hi." <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that she was in the car. <laughs> but it just shows the significance of when you're pushing, you're trying to do something. You gotta have people in your corner. So I'm very thankful for first of all, giving me the opportunity to um, touch a lot of aspects of your brand. The fact that I'm able to go on a website and see signs I made and people wear stuff I made and also the fact that you know I'm gonna buy the book and um see book covers. I think this is the first time I've ever made a chapter book cover. Like chapter covers. That's like thank you. <laughs> so enough <laughs> about us. But it just if anybody knows you know who I did her stuff, I thank God for the opportunity. Now I had some people hitting me up it's like Steven did you do yes it was me. <laughs> Yeah. I think people, you know, I'm just, I'm not saying I'm just like excellence, okay? God is still working on me. I just like stuff to be right. So it was even fun. I remember one, one time he was supposed to like, no, 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 change just capture this, 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 and this. And I don't even say like, I didn't know Michael's made this chapter. I'm like, sometimes you just need people in your corner as a creative, especially when you're launching. Yeah. Like, you're like, Kayla, take it down. And I was like, but it's, a, I guess, <laughs> let me fix it up. It was even to the point where we was having a meeting. Your mom was like, okay, Steven, how do you feel? I wish, so what's the plan? I remember one night your mom asked, okay, what is your, your plan? I'm like, oh my goodness. If anything I say does not sound good to your mom, I might get killed. So what are the plan? We have talked about, you know, when to drop the books. And I kind of had to convince your mom, hey, this is a good idea. Now, side note, she's, she's going to listen to pop. Mom, I wasn't, we believe in you. I was not downing you. You called the shots. I'm here to serve you as well. Listen, whatever you would have said, or I'm just here to serve. But it just shows. It's kind of <laughs> it's funny now that I, I sometimes I forget. And of course I'm nice. I'm, I push people. I was like, okay, you're gonna do this. We're gonna post caption, we're gonna do graphics, we're gonna go live. I don't even say like, oh dude, all I wanted to do was drop this book and leave Facebook. And no one had time. But yeah, when you, um, that's how it went. Commercial when you bring. You let Stevens, um, you bring season media to let you, him bring your seasons of why things will happen. Yeah, I see. All right, welcome back to the Pulse Season Podcast. 
I have Cable Chase with me. Um, we've had a very amazing episode. Um, and I really appreciate her transparency and also just her being willing to talk about I Cry, um, Outcry, her book. She's a very booked and busy person. Although I do a lot of her stuff, she's been bossing around the last couple of weeks. But um, Kayla, I appreciate you coming on. So as we close, before we get into church announcements, because we know we're churchy, um, what are your final words and encouragement to anybody who wants to outcry and anybody who's going to interact with your brand for the next couple of months? Okay. Um, basically, just just be ready. Be ready for the change. Be ready for the transform or transformation that's about to take place in your life. Um, just be ready and just be willing to endure the process of going through the different changes and the different emotional, you know, ups and downs that you'll go through with being transparent with yourself and God, because unmasking is definitely can be a very emotional experience because it's, you're growing and it's a transformation. So definitely just be humble, just be honest, be transparent with yourself and give yourself time to heal after you unmask. Mm. That's a lot right there. <laughs> she said, it. I feel, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can understand. It's just, I think the biggest thing is just being transparent to yourself, mm-hmm. being open. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have days where your phone is on. Do not disturb. It's okay to just be crying out. Cause I feel like God wants our hearts to be pure. He wants us to be very genuine when coming to him. Sometimes it kind of like, when it's just coming to transformation, trying to change, sometimes we, we say we're going to do it, but it's more of like when it comes down to like actually getting very nitty gritty and actually getting to the core of the issue, sometimes we kind of avoid it, especially this generation. We'll sleep it away, we'll social media away, we'll hop on a flight and call it, I'm, I'm, no, God wants it to be real. So thank you, um, Kayla, for the many trims, words, sermons. You did a lot in this podcast. I just know, I hope you know that, you know, you might have people, okay, we're listening to the podcast, take notes, tell me how you feel. <laughs> That's for your deal. To God be the glory. But all right, um, come on and bless him. Come on and lift your hands with his powerful word on today. Um, we're getting into announcements time. Kayla, you got a lot of stuff to announce. Um, let's start. Um, so if we want to find anything of you, because we do things in decency and order in this house, all right. Mm-hmm. Can I get? Can I get? Can I get? Can I get something? I'm not hearing nothing. I'm not amen. Hearing nothing. A- a- amen. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Listen. Listen. We, we do stuff. So where can we find you first? First and foremost, you can go to the website mm-hmm. www.kaylachase.com, and everything's on there. Mm-hmm. Everything. How, how, do spell it? How, how do we spell it? We're gonna give. We're gonna tell them what it is. Oh, right, right, right. Because it's Kayla with the C, and that can be challenging. So it's www.kayla c a y l a chase c h a s e dot com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as we go on the website on tonight, where what are we gonna find on the website? On the website, you'll find everything. You'll find my little background. You'll find Outcry, the book, and a little blurb on that and what it really is about. It's a little more in detail than what we talked about on here. And then you also have DOC, my girls mentorship group. All right. So oh, you- 
and the shop. Sorry, let's not oh, forget we'll, about we'll the save, shop. We're gonna save the best. You know how growing up at church, we saved the little. You know, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Announce, we Sorry, I got excited. I got excited to drop the. And we have one more announcement. Y'all know how that used to be. How I, I missed that. Um. So let's let's just backtrack. So kochase.com. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, if yes, you go yes. on a site, get to know about you. Quick pause, DLC. If you want to donate, <coughs> you can mm-hmm. hit the donate DLC, but I think I put it in the right corner on every side of the website. It's on a DLC page. Plus, if you want to keep updated, we have a nice, we have a little email list. You can drop your email yes. there if you're a parent or if you want to be a participant. You can either directly contact Kayla on a contact Kayla page. That's there as well. Or we can go in a little email bar, put your email, hit submit, and Kayla will connect with you and talk about DLC and also outcry because we got just we want to talk about everything. So we got that absolutely bios on there. The picture. No, shout out to Kay Finch Photography. She most definitely um did what she had to do. Your your makeup. Artist, oh yeah. Your hairstylist. Your style. You probably was your own stylist, but you came out with the fire fits. Um, so that's all over the websites. But um, of course, not a book. The book about the book. You know, if you want to sometimes. I think, especially as millennials, people who really frequently shop on Amazon, we like to look at about 25 reviews before we buy something. I like to look at the description. Mm-hmm. Before you buy the book, um, first of all, you're going to buy this book because it's, it's God-ordained. It's good content, and also it's a good book. How Absolutely. This is God. But if you want some more description, if you go to the book page, Outcry book page, you can get to know more about the book, a quick little synopsis. And right on the book page, you can buy the book right then and there. So let's talk about the shop, Kayla. So, of course, we got the book. Mm-hmm. We all know about the books. But, you know, and I'm usually extra. I usually like to do production. But do you, this is just all you and your mom. Um, We have some complimentary items coming with the book. We got the we Oh, got the yeah. Hoodie. We got the hoodie. Mm-hmm. We got yes. the shirt. We got the mm-hmm. mask. Yeah. We got the baby onesie. Mm-hmm. And we got the beanie. Yeah, full fit. So why all why we're missing you... is the joggers? That's all we're missing. Listen, we get some joggers. <laughs> I match with my Nike Air Maxes on my Crocs on my Uggs. If we can get a scarf when I'm outside taking out the trash, I can be covered in outcry as I outcry as this, this right slaps me across my neck. But um <laughs> um yeah, that's um yeah. So yeah, Kale, go over the prices, the sizes, and how you can get this merch because I need my need I need the merch as well. Listen, listen. Well, who? Let's start here with the shirts. Okay, shirts are eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Starts off eighteen dollars. Right that's a good that. price. I like that. That's yeah. affordable. It's not too much, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's not too low. It's not like you can tell that it's the value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not knockable, right? Mm-hmm. So you start at $18 for the shirts. Then we go to $28 for a hoodie. $28 for a hoodie, where? Pause. A good Nike hoodie, $55 and up. A good, good hoodie, like a hoodie, a good hoodie I'll buy, a custom hoodie, 50 and up. So you think I can only get I can get a hoodie for under $28. $28. That's it. And they're thick, they're comfortable. I wear mine like all the time. Like, and they're well fitted. Okay, what, this, else, what, what else we got? Let's let's talk, let's talk them through. We're gonna talk about everything. Then we gonna go to the babes, okay? Gotta uh-huh. go to the babes. Gotta mm-hmm. have them looking right. Seven dollars for a onesie. Mm. 
And it says, I cried, he heard, and with a little scripture, Psalms 18 and so it's 6. So it's on their heart. It's on their chest. Let the babes praise him. How about that? They don't even have to say anything. When they cry, I'll cry. He heard. <laughs> now, nah, Sana, we're going to hear it because when babies cry, we all hear it. So, Right. Oh, okay. What else? We're still in a pandemic, unfortunately. Right. Still, so, of course... Mm -hmm. Of course, although we're talking about unmasking, right? We're talking about from the inside out, all right? So even while you're unmasking, you know, getting cleaned up from the inside out, we have something to cover you naturally. Amen? I thought you were about to say Everything is covered. We, right. <laughs> it's covered all right, but we got the mask. We got the... Yes, $6. Custom. And of course, it says outcry, the unmasking experience with the scripture. Then, of course, we got this minor, but we got the beanie as well. I'm a big beanie person, and I'm not a very mm -hmm. scar. I'm a big beanie hoodie, nice little coat over it. Yeah. Beanie for the people who, who like to work out in the winter, people who has to shout out to essential workers, people who have to go to work in the morning and try to stay warm. Mm -hmm. We have to be. We got you. Oh, yeah. We got you. Keep your head covered, huh? Head coverings. The season when I have my church season, we'll talk about apostolic traditions and requirements because that's just overall, this is like a whole different topic that I'm not trying to get into. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we got the beanie. And of course, us Gen Z, I, I think I'm Gen Z, that's 1997. Um, uh, we got the wristbands. I'm a big wristband person. Mm -hmm. So for the youth, we got the wristband. So no matter what, to summarize, you can get a book. Where mm -hmm. the merchandise draw reading it, or when you're finished, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, let's be honest, it's not a long read. You can really get through this, but take your notes, consume it. This is not no, this is gonna take a month to read. No, you can really get through this book and enjoy the enjoy the process of reading the book. So why, why when you have the book, you tell people about it. You could be wearing a hoodie, the beanie, the wristband, the mask. That your baby could wear in a onesie. We got the shirt. Oh, yeah. And you're going to want to subscribe and stay updated on the website because we're constantly dropping new things. So you never know what's next. You might have a journal, might have some gloves. You never know. Might have a water bottle, might have a notebook, might have some pens. Right. Might you never have know. A, might have a phone case. You, 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 don't know. you don't know. Joggers. We did talk about that a few minutes ago. So you may have joggers. We need to talk about joggers. Me and we need to talk about joggers. I like joggers. Okay. It's like. Never know. I'm just now. saying. I'm just saying. Who wouldn't want a full fit? Listen, because, you know, you know, us millennials, Gen Z, we're not, we don't dress up every Sunday for church. So if we want to dress down, you can dress down the Accra Apparel because you're supporting kingdom business. Come on, kingdom. Kingdom. Right. Black owned business. And it's biblical. Come. Yeah. And not, if they say anything, mind you, if, if they do, there's a scripture on it. You can't beat that. So why not? Black owned and biblical. Why not? Scriptural based. Outcry. That's what we do. The unmasking experience. Psalms 18 and 6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drop mic. Drop mic right there. Mm-hmm. 
That's all we need. I get in the podcast right here, but we're not going to end it. So we got that. But in all seriousness, y'all go to the website. This is um very excited for Kayla. She has a lot. You don't usually see people dropping books and also dropping. Oh, yeah, I have a whole thing of merchandise. Good presentation. I love to see it. So you got the book. Also, going back, we got to talk about the Daughters of Compassion. For one more time, if y'all want to yes. stay connected, hit the email bar on the Daughter of Compassion page. You want to find out more because sometimes we hear about stuff, but we don't know what it is. We know what it is. We're gonna, you're going to know what it is. Go to the website, mm-hmm. find out more. Um, Kayla, you got, we're not going to go too far, but you do most definitely. 2021, pandemic or not, you got some exciting stuff coming up for DOC anyway. Y'all do have the private Facebook group that that's also linked to the website. Also, Instagram is there as well. So if you want to find out more mm-hmm. about DLC and be connected, because daughters connecting with daughters, this is a oh, this is a great networking opportunity for a lot of young women in the kingdom. And it's also for some of the older folks to be connected and also give down some gems and be very mindful and just look out for the next generation because that's what we care about. The impact across the board. All right. I think that is that all our announcements for the site mm-hmm. and the merchandise. I, I got ex- I like announcement time. I get excited about announcing stuff. You know, I get dramatic when it's time. When it's time to, I have an announcement. Ooh. We love this. Chama. Since since we're here, how can we find you on social media? Well, again, if we visit the website, all my social media accounts are listed, but if not, it's okay. I got you. So Facebook, I'm Kayla Chase, just like in the web browser, Kayla Mm -hmm. Chase. And Instagram, it's Kayla underscore Chase underscore. Mm -hmm. As well as Twitter. It's the same thing, Kayla underscore Chase underscore. Mm -hmm. All three of those platforms. Oh, we can make this announcement. Let's backtrack to the book. Um, Kayla, what... um mega website is your book listed on now oh amazon and barnes and noble how about that so let's talk let's talk them through it so when you go on amazon and buy it where where and which app would the book land on after you buy it digitally oh you want them to guess we're gonna make them guess oh yeah we're go- I'm gonna wait. You're gonna wait. You're gonna wait for the crowd. No, I hear no answers. Okay. So when you download this book, you can get this book on Amazon Kindle. Now, when Amazon on Kindle first started, you had to actually have a Kindle. No, it's 2020. It's 2020, almost 2021. When you buy this book digitally for ten dollars, mm-hmm. you buy this book digitally. It will be downloaded to your Amazon account, so you can read it on Kindle. Mm-hmm. And same Absolutely. for the Barnes and Noble reading applications as well. So if you're like me, if you like to do things digitally, when I was in school, I did not. I think after a year and a half, I just stopped buying physical books. I'm online. If you like to be online with your iPads, you know how people used to get, you know, we get mad, you know, people buy iPads in church. We're just not going to go there either. But if you're a pro fan of technology like I am, got to be progressive. Go on Amazon Kindle and get your book. I'm going to get in trouble after this podcast. We like to hear the pages turning in church. We don't like to see fingers swiping. No, we need to hear it. Well, if somebody likes to type their notes and be very detailed, organized, and connected. Mm -mm. No, we, we need to see those pens and pencils. 
I'm more. I'm gonna pull out my Apple notes and take some notes in the middle of the sermon. We don't want to hear tapping. You want to hear page flipping, pen clicking. Yeah, paper turning. But just know, hard cop, hard copy, or digital copy. We have something available. We got two options. Oh for yeah. We got the merchandise. I'm excited. I'm about to throw so many coins on your website because I'm about to get everything. Now, if we can just get the joggers. Now, don't be too crazy. Ask for audiobook. That takes time. We, right, don't, we're don't get too crazy, yet. y'all. We, <laughs> we'll give y'all the digital version for $10. Now, only right. the digital version, we will put the link on the website. The link will be on the website. But the only thing, though, mm-hmm. when you buy the digital version, you cannot buy your other branding components at the same time. So if you want to buy the digital version, be mindful. Maybe you should take a trip, do a little, you know, how we used to do more than one service, take you to go to, go to your little mm-hmm. main take a little break and go to the website to get the merchandise. But I'm very excited for Kayla. She has the digital version. It's on Amazon. Descriptions there as well. And yeah, so if you want to find out more about DLC, it's on our website. You know where to find Kayla. How you can find me, you can find me on Facebook at Stephen Michael with the hyphen. Thompson Jr. with the period on Facebook for Season Media Digital Services. Um, you can go to seasonmedia.co, not.com. Um, yeah, find out more about the business. Currently revamping some preparing for 2021, preparing for the future. Also, you can find out more about the Pulse of Season podcast. You will go to three places Anchor. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need some backup. I'm going to need some Saint support here. You can go to Anchor. Anchor. Uh huh. Apple Podcast. Apple uh-huh. Podcast. And Spotify. And Spotify. Oh, I said three or four. And if you're working on the computer, sometimes we work on our computer, sometimes we listen to with the browser version. You can go to my website, click play. You can go to any of your other tabs and the podcast will still be playing. So you want to find out another way to go to my podcast? Go to seasonmedia.co. It's a tab called podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a season one. The 11 people who inspired me. Kayla, you, I think you're number nine. Um, episode number nine here. I was 10 episodes, but number one doesn't really count because I thought about myself. You know, you got to put yourself out there before you kind of start something out. Yeah, yeah. We got to know who you are. Who is this? Why are you talking? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to figure out more about the podcast, you have four places to get that. I also um, will be uploading some merch soon and also the business is there. So you can find me on Facebook. If you're a professional, find me on LinkedIn. Same name. And I think that's pretty much it. Kayla, thank you for joining me. Did we touch everything? No, we miss about we miss announcements. Someone's gonna run up to the mic. Did we is there anything else we need to mention? I think that's it. That's we've it been, on my end. We've been talking nearly two hours. See, in my mind, I thought this podcast that was gonna be at least 70 minutes. But so if you want to listen to this full episode, make sure you take some chunk it up, chunk it up. Separate in mm-hmm. chunks, listen over time. Grab a coffee. But if you have made it this far, we thank by you. grace. <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> and we if you notice, season one of my podcast, every ep- I was getting mail myself, every episode is over se- over 80 minutes. So if you're, if you're new, I think we might have some new viewers. If you're new to this, if you made it this far, if you're new to the podcast, this is really more of a passion project for me. I love, if you don't know, I do have background in sports journalism. 
media, stuff like that. So I love telling stories. I think the podcast is a very great platform to bring people on and talk. I think a lot of people have platforms, a lot of people have brands going on, but I don't think a lot of them don't have a time chance to be interviewed or the chance to talk about what's going on with them. So this is a good exposure for you, obviously, Gail, but also for me and just mm-hmm. talk to people. So um, yeah, season one is 11 people inspiring me. Season two already confirmed black women in sports media. We'll be talking about that. Now, anything else post season two? Um, if you're expecting a church season that will be coming, I just have to decide when to drop it because it's just a lot of powerful topics right there. I'm going to leave that right there. So mind. are you going to have a shouting track with, with that? <laughs> Side note, I went about Spotify. Now we're just gonna talk. I'm not gonna just sound even. I went about Spotify, um, best of 2020. You know, Spotify wrapped it, it names out all of your, you know, top listening artists. Guess who was my number five? Just guess. Corey Mickey. <laughs> I cannot. Between between working out, driving laws, this is just trying to stay up in the middle of Photoshop and trying to stay motivated, and even going to class or trying to do work i was saying how did court mickey led about top five <laughs> i must have been bumping a lot this year i can't but i hope nah. to see talking about top five i hope to see by the end of next year i am in people's podcast top five so like i mm-hmm. said you know where to find kayla y'all know where to find me um i don't people say i'd be hidden y'all know i always have my phone on me i'm gonna leave that right there too I'm about to get in trouble after this podcast. It's okay. And we're like, oh, so you do do you? Why didn't you answer the text then? You, you just rejecting calls now? I'm too busy to get it. cry in DLC because, you know. He, hey, he, don't throw me. Don't blame me. <laughs> don't, don't throw DOC under the bus and outcry because you rejecting calls. Be like, oh, I was just out crying. Okay. All right. Excuse the outcry. Mm-hmm. Somebody trying to build a merchandise empire. Somebody that made the designs. So, well, listen. If you throw me under the bus, send them to the website. Send send them to the website to get a hoodie. That's all I'm saying. Send just send them to the send them my way. If you want to say, oh, it's outcry, just send them. But in all seriousness, to make it easy, that's I. That's how I promote my clients and myself. Always mm-hmm. have somewhere to send them to. Because I'm lazy. I don't have time to pull out a business card. It's pandemic. Also, I'm tired of wasting trees. Save the trees. Send them to the website. So we're all as we close, as we rise. Um, this episode's gonna be more than two hours. My God. This is longer than the live. The live of you and Lady Trap. That was like at least forty-five minutes. Yeah, both powerful though. Oh, my God. It's a good episode. We thank him. But in all seriousness, y'all know where to find Kayla. Know where to find me. This is the postseason podcast. Kayla, first of all, I appreciate you for letting me touch your brand and be able to create and do stuff. I think, like we said earlier in the podcast, you know, we connected again. I didn't contact me late February. I remember I was in New Orleans. I was doing a flyer and went from a flyer to, do you do websites to, do you do shirts and eyes to, all right, the book is here, website to everything else. So I really appreciate you letting me collaborate. You are moms, you and the family. I appreciate that. Also appreciate you coming on in your very busy schedule. I know, you know, between Outcry, DLC, selling books, Word of mouth, social media, digitally. It takes a lot of time. And yes, oh, yeah. also to all of the you viewers, if you made it this far, thank you for listening to Paul Season Podcast. This is mm-hmm. Kayla. Goodbye, Kayla. Bye. Thanks for having me, Coach. Coach, yeah, I do be kind of be 
Jason, your coach, and Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's just even. Hey, run down, down that court. What are you doing? That's literally be me. Like, why, why is that common right now, right there? Where's the period at? No, separate your. This is the most season podcast. What are you? I told you to post that 12. It's 12.05. That is literally me, y'all. I'm so sorry. This is. Kayla, get off my podcast. Bye. This is the most season podcast. This is Kayla. This is Stephen Michael. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for more.